Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. Well, I want you to get your Bible. Get your Bible and get it opened up to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33. Deuteronomy 33, that's in the Old Testament. It's the very beginning of the Bible. It's part of the Pentateuch. Uh, it's, 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 it's these old texts that were written by Moses. And uh, while you're doing that, you can write down the name of the title of my message today. And oh, it's just so good to see you guys here today. Because uh, the, the, I'm going to be preaching to, to y'all in this room. And I'm going to be preaching to you wherever you are as well today. So I'm going I'm to do a little bit of both. But uh, the, the message title for today is called Everlasting Arms. Everlasting Arms. Well, I, I'll just tell you, though, it has been a crazy week. It's, uh, it's just... I think kind of like every week since all of this started has been a little bit crazy in a different way. But the, the governor issued the new executive orders, and I was grateful to God that, that uh, much of those systems were, were already in place. We just felt like we needed to put some of those in place for ourselves as we began to reopen, and then we, had, we added on several others. But, you know, having to have a uh, prepare and prepare just new strategies, board meeting, elder meeting, and, and meetings with all kinds of people to talk through things with the staff training, and with, with uh, volunteer training, and, and, and that's all brought us to today, and I was re- I'm just really, really excited, because today, in this, uh, just in the building are about 40 people, but we've come here to, together really just to begin to blaze the trail for the future, for what, uh, how we're going to do ministry out of this building during this season, and, and I'm excited. I just want to thank all of the production team. I want to thank elders and board members and staff and all of you volunteers who have spent so many hours, so many hours preparing for today, and those of you who who are here, up here super early. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless you uh, for, for your prayers as well, because they are extra meaningful during this time. But, but I just want to say this. The church will move forward. Jesus Christ said this. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And what I love is that God builds his church with fractured um, people, people who are in the process of being healed. God builds his church with abandoned people and hurting and imperfect and flawed people. Uh, Yet he also builds it with people who are humble and who are hungry. So that means you fit. You fit in this wonderful thing that God's putting together. But in the middle of this uh, COVID pandemic season, uh, man, I tell you, I, I know a lot of people are hurting. I know it. I, I've chatted with some of you even this morning. I've been talking with many of you all week long, off and on. And, and they're, 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 the, the pain, it's, it's just in a lot of different areas. Some of it's anxiety. Some of it's fear. Not just a fear of the virus, but a fear of so many different things of the unknown. Because we do live in a season of the unknown right now. Uh, loneliness and, and isolation. Those are some real, real issues. And here's one thing to note, though, is that we're all going through this together. You're not alone, even though you may feel isolated. You're not alone. You know, this week I spent some time uh, kind of just reminding myself and going through some, some, uh, some writings of what early Christians were doing during pandemics and ec- epidemics during the, during the life of the church, really since the Roman Empire uh, all the way up. And I just want to say this. Christians have historically engaged 
with epidemics like never before. They really have. I want you to remember that really the medical, <laughs> the, the whole, whole idea of, of, uh, of the, the medical industry and nursing, all that kind of stuff came out of the church. Have you ever wondered why so many hospitals have church names in them or, or gospel names or, uh, or, or, or names, the, you know, the name of Jesus? Have you ever noticed that? That's because that's where their roots are. The church has always risen up. And, and it is, it's just interesting because people who are Christians have stood firm in spite of the challenges, in spite of the frustration, and have done their very best within their sphere of influence the way they can best. And every one of us do it differently, but they've, they've stood up to be a blessing to other people, to bring healing, to bring help, to bring hope, to bring love to other people. And... It's no different this time around, and it will be no different this time around. Uh, many years ago when I started learning about all these historical facts of, uh, of what Christians have done, when I started learning about this, I, I, I just imagined the, just the, 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 the darkness of, of what they felt and the challenge that they felt, the hope they, they would give to each other. And then I would always think, what if, what if we as believers were to face something like that? What if? How would I hold up? What would I do? And now it's not a what if anymore. Everything is happening. Uh, here we are. Our lives have been turned upside down, and, and uh, we're in a very tough place. And it's hitting us all in a lot of different ways. This week, late one evening, probably late one night, it was night, night, night. Uh, most of you were in bed, but I... I had wound down, and I was—I I put some chicken, uh, and I just started started grilling some chicken in the kitchen, and and I turned on some some music on my Amazon Alexa, and uh, I told her to play what I wanted her to play, and, and she obeyed me. Oh, that was kind of nice, but I, I I turned on some worship music. Uh, I, I just have this playlist for my worship. Um, Artists that I've that I've listened to for years, and 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 it's a, and an instrumental track started, and it was the song that I knew like after the first two or three notes, a song called "Leaning on the Everlasting Arms," and as I was cooking the chicken, I started recalling um, from my childhood how we would sing this song in church. We sang it a lot uh, back in the '60s and '70s, and that song, "Leaning." on the everlasting arms. I mean, it, it's in here and it's in here. And as I was listening to it, memories began flooding back into my mind of what I felt and what I was thinking as I sang the lyrics to those songs in my dad's churches growing up. What a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms. And it was those lyrics were going over, and that was the first verse, and I would sing the chorus along with them. And, and then I started singing. We got to the third verse, and I started singing it, because then I remembered the third verse was my favorite growing up. And, and I started singing it, and I had to take the chicken off and set it aside and Fortunately, everybody else was asleep, so nobody, nobody was wondering how I was breaking down, but I just, I just started crying there in the kitchen. And uh, the lines of that song just started pounding my heart. It said, what 
have I to dread? What have I to fear? Man, I, I just start crying. <laughs> Leaning on the everlasting arms. And I sang out there in the kitchen. I just said, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning. Leaning. Safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning. Leaning. Leaning on the everlasting arms. And I remembered the little boy, Timmy Woody, at that time. When, when I would sing that song, I would feel like God can just put his big arms around me and I'm going to be okay. You know, the trials and tribulations of an eight-year-old boy, I mean, you know, they're tough, but children have fears. I remember specifically singing this song after a man came with a loaded handgun to my door to kill my dad and hiding in the back of the house with my mom and my little sister crying. Then I remember later we sang Leaning on the Everlasting Arms and it's like God works miracles because I'll never forget when that man turned around and left. The police came from all angles under the house and got him and took him away. We never saw him again. But God protected us that day. I think God's going to protect you as well. I, I looked it up, and, and this song was written about 130 years ago. It was written uh, by a man named Anthony Showalter. And he wrote this song as the result of something that was happening. He, was, he taught uh, music. He taught uh, uh, how, how, to, how to, to put Christian lyrics into song and to write songs for the Lord. And... and he had received two letters within a couple days, and both of those letters were from former students, and those former students have told him these tragic situations of how their wives have died. And um, basically their worlds were falling apart, hopelessness and despair and tragedy, and, and um, basically their world, their lives would never be the same. And he loved those students, so he had to write back to them. He wanted to. And as he began to write the letters to them, God gave him a remembrance. And that happens to us a lot. God gives you a remembrance of a scripture. And he remembered a scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 33. And in this passage of scripture, it says, The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He finished the letters, and he used that scripture in these letters. And then he realized this was a song. He began to write it. Well, this week I looked up that passage, and the passage starts in Deuteronomy 33, verse 26, which I want you to follow along with me on. And uh, from there I created the title, Everlasting Arms. 
One of the things that I like to do, though, is I like to study every place in the Bible where there's something that even speaks about this. And so I, I started looking every place in the Bible that talked about God's arms. And, and here are some of the things I found about the arms of God. This is all through the scriptures. Uh, if you're weak, if you're, if you're discouraged, or if you're afraid, I mean, the, these things will encourage you. Okay, here we go. The everlasting arm of God, it's not short. It scatters his enemies and grants us victory. The everlasting arm of God divided the Red Sea. It gives us favor and it rules. The everlasting arm of God all through the scriptures, it strengthens us. It brings us out. It establishes his authority. The everlasting arm of God causes our enemies to be motionless as stone. I like that. It delivers us from bondage in our lives and performs mighty deeds. You might listen to that and say, well... That's nice that God's that way, but I don't feel any of this right now. I don't feel very strong. Well, I want you to catch this. It's not about you being strong. See, that's why we have to lean into his everlasting arms. When you lean on someone or you lean on something, a pillar or a wall or or lean up against your car or something, what you're doing is you you are using less energy and leaning into someone or something that's more strong and more stable than you. Oh, come on, this is good. I, uh, I, I saw this little video. It popped up yesterday. It was a five-second, new, brand-new video of boxer Mike Tyson. He's a former heavyweight champion of the world. And, and I, I saw this, and I'm like, that can't be Mike Tyson. I mean, Mike Tyson's my age. He's always, been, I, he's always been my age. That's kind of an interesting thing. Like, I remember 30 years ago, Mike Tyson was my age, and he still is. I don't know how that works, but my, it's like Mike Tyson's my age. And, and so, uh, and, and the, the, the guy's arms, I mean, he's massive, and he was punching like crazy. And, and I thought, good night, this guy is, is, is amazing. And, I, yeah, and I'm just telling you, whether you like Mike Tyson or not, and those of you who are younger who have no clue, just forget it. But whether you like him or not, he's got the goods. And, and uh, you know, when, when Mike Tyson gets saved and watches this and comes to City Life Church, he's just going to be my friend and my bodyguard. I'm just going to let him do that. But as I was reading, uh, Deuter- and I'm not saying he's not saved. I just don't, I haven't seen the fruit, you know, but we'll just kind of move on from that. Uh, but I, what I did is then I got into Deuteronomy 33 and I began to reread this passage. And as I was reading it yesterday, uh, you know, just kind of wrapping up some of my prep for today, I started thinking about Mike Tyson's huge arms and all of a sudden this image of what God is, because he's a whole lot better than any old Mike Tyson, it just, it just jumped out at me. So look at Deuteronomy 33 verse 26. It says, there is no one like the God of Yeshurun. Now that's not Jeshurun, okay? And I'll tell you, all my years, I've always pronounced it Jeshurun. I learned my lesson this because when I started researching this, there's another pronunciation, the right one. Yeshurun, who rides across the heavens to help you on the clouds of his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. That's the inspiration for that song. It says, he will drive out your enemies before them, before you, saying, destroy them. So Israel will live in safety. Jacob will dwell secure in the land of grain and new wine where the heavens drop dew. Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield. He is your helper. He is your glorious sword. And your enemies will cower before you and you will tread on their heights. Okay, that's pretty cool. Now, 
but I know you didn't get it because I didn't hear enough amens in here. And I, I, cause so, so I, first of all, I, I, I had to go back to that first part, that first verse, because it says, there was no one like the God of Yeshurun. Now, I'll have to admit to you, I have read through this countless times, that name in the scriptures, and like I recognize it, it's vaguely familiar, but I wasn't sure who this dude was. You know, who's Yeshurun, and why have all of a sudden, it's like, I, I, I don't know, who is this guy? So I started doing my research and realized it wasn't just a guy. Yeshurun is, is uh, really, it's the same name as Israel and Jacob. Now, Jacob was, was the name of Israel before God had transformed him, and then he changed his name to Israel. But there's also another name for Jacob and Israel, and it is Yeshurun. It's not used very often, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like the formal punchy name. Like, like when I was younger, I was Timmy, all right? I was Timmy. I was Timmy Woody. But when I got about 12 or 13, it's was like, I'm, I'm growing up. I'm big now. I'm Tim. And so I started telling everybody I'm not Tim anymore. I'm Tim. And so they tried to change my name. I was so glad when we moved to another town, I could just do it or start off real easy. I was Tim. So I was Timmy and I was Tim. But there's also another name that I go by, which is, which is a little more punchy, and it's Timothy. Timothy means honoring God. And so like, oh, yeah, I, I like that. And I don't use it very often, but I like that. This is kind of like that. There's Jacob in the early stages, transformed to Israel, but there's also Yeshurun. It all refers to God's people. Get that. Yeshurun, though, it's unique because this word means a, a person who stands tall with blessing. It means a person who has an, it's a very, very honorable name. It is the most honorable way of saying Israel or Jacob. Here's the deal. You are Yeshurun. You are. You are someone who stands tall with blessing, and you, are, you have a highly honorable name. And I want you to get this. You are Yeshurun. Now, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, you, unless you're Jewish, non-Jewish believers, which is most of us, we are co-heirs of God's promised blessings on Israel or Yeshurun. So the blessings on Yeshurun Israel, Jacob, that you read about in the Old Testament, those are the blessings for believers. Okay? That's important. Now, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6 says this. Just listen to this. You can jot it down, look it up later. It says, This mystery that through the gospel the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. All right? Members together of one body, and get this, sharers together in the promise. Of Jesus Christ. So the blessings of Israel, the blessings of Jacob, the blessings of Yeshurun are yours. Those are promises. You are Yeshurun. I want you to accept that as your name. You are honored of God. You are one who stands tall no matter what's going on. And the way you do it is you do it by running to his everlasting arms. Because he'll even keep you propped up. See, knowing this, okay, now knowing that you are Yeshurun, let's go back to that passage, and I want you to know this is written about you, okay? And I want you to begin to see the promises that are in this passage. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 26. Come on, look at it. There is no one like the God of Yeshurun. Timothy, put your name in there, but you are Yeshurun who rides across the heavens to help you on the clouds in his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge, Yeshurun, and underneath are his everlasting arms, Yeshurun. He will drive out your enemies before you, saying, destroy them. 
So Israel, Yeshurun, this is called parallelism here in the, in the Hebrew text. So Israel, which is Yeshurun, will live in safety. Jacob, Yeshurun, will dwell secure in a land of grain and new wine where the heavens drop dew. Blessed are you, Israel, Yeshurun, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield. He is your helper. He is your glorious sword. And your enemies will cower before you and you will tread on their heights. Ah, <laughs> yeah, get this. Yeshurun, you go to him, and he's got some really, really strong arms, nothing like Mike Tyson's, I'm telling you. And when you go to Yeshurun, you have promises. There are promises coming your way. And I want, to, I want you to reach out and start grabbing onto the, some of those promises. The promises of Yeshurun. He has his mighty arms and he is your refuge. Yeshurun, come on. He, he, with his mighty arms, what does he want to do with his big arms? He's going to drive out and destroy your enemies. Yeshurun. Yeshurun, he's your refuge, your place to hide. Yeshurun, he's your place of safety and security. This is all right there in that passage. You just need to get into there and begin to read it over and over. Yeshurun, his outstretched arms are going to bring you grain and new wine and dew from heavens. You know what that is? That is miraculous provision of what you need to sustain yourself and do business. (laughs) <laughs> you're, come on, get this. You're Yeshurun. You're honored of God. You stand tall with blessing. Come on, run. Start running to his everlasting arms. Yeshurun, his strong arms say that you are blessed. His mighty arms, it, they are your shield. They're your helper. They're your glorious sword. In other words, you are outfitted for battle against whatever. Now, now, right now, we, you know, we, we don't really carry around shields and swords. We, we, you may carry a weapon if you have the right license, but everything. But, but you know, we got these little shields now. I've got, yeah, I've got mine right here. Like here, here we got this shield. You know, we're always walking around with, with our little shields on, and that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It gets hot in there sometimes. You ever notice that? I don't know about you guys, but wearing glasses is not, just, just to let you know, it's not fun with that because your glasses fog up. And so... Yeah, you, you just like you can be talking to people and you've got this thing, your glasses fog up, and you're like, well, I can't see anything. I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I'm just here, but I'm safe. Okay. Anyway, Yeshurun, his, uh, he is your shield. He protects you. He is your helper, but he's also your glorious sword. Yeshurun, his strong, everlasting arm causes your enemies to cower, and you will tread on your enemies' heights. In other words, what the enemy has held against you, God even wants to turn it around and give it to you. That's what it means. You are Yeshurun. I want you to get this. You are honored of God. You are one who stands tall with blessing, even when you don't feel it. Why? It's because you have run to and you are leaning on his everlasting arms. Even if you don't feel like you can stand up any longer, God is propping you up because you are Yeshurun. You are his children. Come on. I remember my, my, my little boys when they were tiny little babies and little, just little boys. Oh, man, it just, they would, they would come to dad's arms and I would hold them. And, 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 you know, there's something about a little baby in a strong daddy's arms. And every, every baby needs their dad's arms wrapped around them. I'm telling you that. That's really important. Knowing that those are arms of safety and protection. You're going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. 
I, I remember my boys growing up. They, I, we did this when I was a kid. My bros, my sons did this when, when they were kids as well. But, but they would go tell the neighborhood kids that I could beat up their dad. I don't know why. And, you know, trying to get me into fights with the other dads in the neighborhoods. I don't know. But they would say, my dad, my dad is smarter than you. My dad is stronger than you. Uh, I mean, one time they said, your dad, my dad is richer than you. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Trust me, kids, I'm not. But, but it was so awesome. So awesome because that's, they knew dad's arms were strong. I want you to listen to these words because in Psalm 91, which has kind of been a theme psalm for us over the past two months since we began talking about all of this. I want to read this to you from the Passion Translation because it speaks of his strong arms as well. I want to get this in your spirit. And I'd like for whoever's going to be on the instruments to come on up. I want you to listen to these words. It says his mass. This is Psalm 91, verse 4 from the Passion. It says his Massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under the covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor do you have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. I'm telling you, that's good stuff. You get that because you are Yesharun. You get that because you're the one who's highly favored of God. You're the one who stands tall even though you can't stand tall because God's holding you up. That's my God. And that's the God that's propping you up right now. Will you just let him? Will you run to his arms? Will you run to his everlasting arms and just lean on him? Some of you, you're, you're too wore out from trying to do this thing on your own. You've been standing there, pushing, 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 and there's nothing left. You feel like you're about ready to fall apart. There's nothing left for you. You just, I, I can't keep this up. I don't even know what tomorrow holds. Run to his everlasting arms. Lean on Jesus, safe and secure from all the alarms that are going off in the world. I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you, and I want you to receive this. Every person in this room, I want you to receive this as well. God has something for you right now. Just receive this. God, I pray that we will understand, receive, embrace, and become the identity of Yeshurun because that is what you call us. God, I pray that even when we can't do it any longer, we go to you and you become the one we lean into with your strong arms and your strong arms aren't gonna let us go and we're glad for that. Lord, I pray for people who are all in this room as well as those who are watching. I pray for a release, powerful release of the Holy Spirit that just even makes you feel like it's just lifting you right now. You're feeling lifted up. You're feeling lifted up. Some of you can just feel that and sense that. That's not your imagination. That's God's Spirit. He's lifting you up. Why? It's because you're leaning into Him now. Quit trying to do this on your own. Lean into Jesus. Lean into him. 
God, I just give it up. I give it up. I lean into you because you're the one who will give me safety, strength, protection. You'll be my shield. You'll be my sword. I am your Yeshurun, God. Help me to stand tall. If you're watching also and you're not in right relationship with Jesus Christ, maybe you've once served God, but you've turned away from God, or possibly you're, um, you're just in a dark, dark situation. You've never even asked God, Jesus Christ, to come into your life. Well, I want, I want to lead you in a prayer so that you can receive Christ, so that your sin will be for, forgiven, and that all those promises that I just taught about, all those promises, all those things that I talked about yesterday, they become yours. There's no reason for you to not embrace that. There's no reason for you to, to keep saying, well, I'm just going to try on my own because you will fail. I want you to receive Christ with me. If you will pray this prayer with me, pray it out. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it quietly in your heart. I don't care how you pray, but just pray it with me, will you? Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me of all the things that I've done that have dishonored you. I make the choice today to turn from my past and to embrace the future that you have for me. I want that name on me, Yeshurun. I want to be your child. I want to lean on your everlasting arms. Forgiven, whole, and secure. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, there's a little place on the City of Life app on the website, so just everywhere, it says if you'd like to submit a prayer request, go to there and just say, I gave my life to Jesus today. Uh, I'd, I'd like to be able to be in touch with you and to help you in some next steps as you follow Christ. Because God has good things for you. Amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.